Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we are actually going to Apollo Beach, Florida, and we're going to be talking to Lisa Hass with Iron Rock Insurance. She is a really, really, really brand new, but not brand new agency owner in the same sense. A woman who's been around in the insurance industry for a long time, really decided to just go out there and take that breast ring for herself in the middle of COVID in the middle of chaos and mayhem here in uh, 2021. And uh, actually just, I guess, 2020, actually in June, she went on out, decided to make some crazy, awesome, and amazing changes for her family. So we are excited to be able to talk to Lisa Haas today with Iron Rock Insurance. Lisa, how are you? I'm great, Miss Teresa. Thanks for having us. Well, we are pumped. We are pumped. Now, Lisa, you and I know each other from Women of I AOA, and um, I've heard pieces of your story here and there um, on the Women of I AOA group. We really do get to do life together. We share, we, we build each other up. We, we really go out of our way to make sure that we are a very encouraging space. And I love that. With that, we could do get to know a little bit more about people's stories and of their journeys. So tell me a little bit about you, how you got into the insurance industry, how you got roped into this crazy space, but then also how you've been able to flourish within it. Well, my family, my parents started an agency here in our small town in 1972 when it was, the town was really just a little, little bud of South Tampa, South of Tampa. And I worked for my mom along with some of my siblings for the last 37 years. And we've done well. They were, we were a big personal lines agency. And as with many family businesses, it can be tumultuous. It can be drama. It can be toxic. And I made the decision. I think COVID was a big part of that, realizing that I just truly didn't have control of my own professional destiny that I made the decision to open an insurance agency with the support of my husband and my kids and it's in my community. It's just been an awesome adventure. I think that's fabulous. I think that's fabulous. Now, how long were you over there with her agency? 37 years. Wow. It takes a lot of guts to build the career, the, the, the client base, all those things for, for that long over there and then be able to go out on your own and just really start over again and um, really just cut your teeth in that. And I know that starting an insurance agency just is hard overall because of carrier appointments and you go out there, you're really working from, from nothing really when you first start off. How has that been? Because you're Guys, as we as we record this today, it is, let me make sure I look at my watch. It is Monday, March 22nd. And so you are just shy of a full year in insurance, say you're 10 months in, because yeah. um, you opened up June 1st. So I'm assuming you're pretty much a year out from leaving that position because yeah. of the fact you would have had to, you know, been out there making some connections for a month or so on your own month or two. So tell me a little bit about what that process looked like for you, going through it, how you kind of got some markets? What was your mentality behind it? And some of the conversations you had to have with your family too, because it's a big change for your family. It is. And unfortunately, it's, it's been a tough change. Um, but last week of April, there was some ugly family stuff and I made the decision to leave. And I didn't know what that looked like. We were all over the board about what I was going to do with my career. 
Um, I came home one day and I told my husband, I said, I'm done. I can't keep doing this. And like I said, we were all over the board from selling the house and moving to a small town to to go in corporate America with a, with a progressive type company. And we got the opportunity with a financial partner to open up an agency. And it was the first time in all of my time with, with the family's agency that I felt confident in doing that. And it was the right partnership. It was the right time in my life. I don't have little kids at home. I'm not running to the ballpark. Yeah. It's, you know, we all like to think we're mature in our thirties and our forties. And when you hit your fifties, then you kind of realize, yeah, you really weren't so mature. And it was the right time for me in all arenas. Um, all the kids are out of the house. Nobody's on the payroll. Everybody pays their own cell phone, their own housing. So it was a good time financially for us to make that step and say, let's do it. Um, I took that month between the end of April and the end of May when I left, and I just kind of poked around, called a couple companies, a couple of my marketing reps, and just kind of posed the, hey, what if question, and every one of them, I got a yes. If I open my own agency, would you give me a contract? Nice. And yeah. Um, the only one I didn't approach was auto owners insurance, and they're just old school, and I kind of knew that you know, they probably wouldn't. They're, and of all the companies I asked, they're the only ones we didn't get an appointment with. So what it kind of looked like the first month, you know, I, I picked the day, we already had our location, we had a lot of things kind of pre set up. And I picked the day and I went in and talked to my mom. And I, I told her, I said, Hey, you know, I love you. But I just want to be your daughter. I can't work for you anymore. And unfortunately, she didn't take it very well. And um, as with my mom's style, it kind of went ugly. And, and I walked out. That's hard. It is. It is. And unfortunately, because I quit my job, it ended my relationship with my mom and all my siblings. Mm. But as with anything in life, you have to move forward. I had to realize it's okay to not have a relationship with your family. If it's not healthy, if it's not cohesive, it's okay. My husband has been very supportive. My kids have been very supportive. I walked away with nothing. I walked away with no retirement, no profit sharing, no anything, because at the end of the day, it was my mom's business. She owned it all. And she, you know what? It was hers. So we started with absolutely nothing. Um, the first month or so was kind of a little weird because I didn't have clients, didn't know what to do, kind of just hung out with the guys painting and remodeling the office. And it started coming slowly. Um, we didn't have phones. We didn't have Wi-Fi. So my, when I left, I took my daughter with me. She's a, she graduated from St. Leo two years ago. And she'd worked in the agency. And she was my processor at that time. So she came with me. So it was my, myself and my 24-year-old daughter. And we just kind of hung out in the office and didn't quite know what to do. Because we were used to being in a very busy, busy yeah. office. And um, we had a laptop, a janky laptop that was broken. and a, a Wi-Fi card and we would hook up to the hotspot and we'd sell it. And, you know, we, we did it. And again, we, we didn't even know anything about technology. I came from an agency that had absolutely no technology to, that was my biggest, my, my, my biggest hurdle. My most important task is making sure we had the right technology. Mm -hmm. And so, and it, it's just come from there. We've grown and grown and grown and grown where we are today you know, the first two months, I really kind of didn't write a lot of insurance because it, it all takes time. Yeah. Um, getting the business started, getting carriers, 
And so we've really been writing insurance only about eight months. We'll finish this month at about 1.6 million in sales. And that's all personal lines, all personal lines. We currently have 550 customers. Um, We've grown. We just added an agent the first of February. And then mid-February, we added my husband. He's left his job in in construction. He was a um, progression analyst. He's left his job in construction and gotten his insurance license and joined the business. Wow. Wow. So what is your number one, I guess, I mean, to go eight months with 150,000 in, in premium is, is a really good, really, really good. I mean, a lot of people that takes two to three years for them yeah. to get to that 1.5 to, you know, um, you know, to be able to get to that level. What, what do you feel like is the, the biggest key to your success? We have been very diligent in our advertising we have, and, and I have a different, a different journey than a lot of other folks because yes, I'm starting a new business, but this is my hometown. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of folks know me. We did, my biggest thing we did, we did postcards okay. that had my face on them with my name. A lot of people just knew me by face, call Lisa, call Lisa. So my, that was kind of my husband's brainchild, make everything just call Lisa. So we had my picture on it. We did a bill, we did a digital billboard for 60 days. We did, we've done advertising. Several of the little local yokel papers have done articles on us. We work our social media very hard. Um, and it's on the social media, just being relevant. Um, property appraisers records in our local, in our, in our county has been our best friend because you can easily click a street or find streets. So I've taken our town and we've done different streets and we've clicked print labels and we can print labels and mail out these little postcards. It costs 35 cents to mail a postcard. Right. And we've mailed out roughly 5,000 postcards. Oh, nice. So, and, and, it, and different things is when I left, I didn't have a no compete, but it didn't take anything with me. Didn't take a client list. I didn't take client names. So all I've got, sometimes my memory and it'll hit me in the middle of the night. Oh gosh, there'll be somebody. And they'll be in like another community in, in Tampa or whatever, but I can still locate them within um, the property appraiser records. So we've been able to connect with our customers there. We've connected with a lot of customers via social media. And again, it's just plugging away and keep pursuing it. I had a great relationship with, with most of my clients. And um, like I said, many of them have come to us. I'm really pleased in the fact that, so although we have 550 customers, only about 40% of that is my former customers. The rest we have, have attracted nice. through, our, through our advertising and other social media and other outlets. Wow. Wow. So as far as like your social media and so forth, are you retargeting people on social media or is it just like just posting on social media and being a part of your community? Because social media has a lot of different levels, right? There's the paid advertisements. There's the retargeting of people who've been to your website or you've had something to do with in the past. And then there's also just posting on your, on your Facebook pages or on your social media pages to be able to stay active and relevant and in front of people. What type of an approach have you guys taken with that? Well, I'm the one with the social media presence, me personally. So I'm a members of many, many different groups, our local different communities, our foodies groups, our farm groups, whatever it is. So they each have ways that you can share businesses on certain days. So we always post something different on the Iron Rock page. But then me personally, I'll go and share those posts on the days that you're allowed to advertise. But then I also 
have allowed a lot of my customers to be my friends on Facebook. It gives, I think it gives them a, a, a personal touch with you that they feel that they are your friend and they, they want to do business with their friends, Yeah, you know, and then they get the little insight as to who you are. You know, I absolutely stay away from anything political, controversial, anything at all on my personal Facebook. We all have our views of whatever that may be, but you've got to totally stay away from that's where I see a lot of agents when I'm asked for advice about social media. Unfortunately, it, although it is your personal space, you can't reflect your personal opinion many a times because it yeah. does cause controversy and it does run customers away. But yeah. we, I post on the foodies page if I'm cooking stuff at home. I post on my personal page when I fall down in the yard. You know, it's, <laughs> I it's saw that you fell down and I got a little boo boo last week. I saw that. I did. But it's bad when I've got. It's bad I've got the three of the ER doctors or customers of mine, and <laughs> I was hoping none of them would were going to be in because it was a little embarrassing because apparently I, I'm, I habitually fall down, and the head of the ER. I, I was thinking I was on my way out. And I hadn't seen any of them. The head of the ER pops on. He says, hey, we saw your name on the board. We were betting whether you fell down again. I'm like, yeah. Oh, no. How funny. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, you know, it's and, I, and it is people like to do business with people that they know, they like, and they trust. And by doing that, it's in that consistency. And I love the fact that you've done the postcards, too. So you've done a lot of things offline and a lot of things online to be able to build your brand for that Iron Rock. Are people really excited that you went out on your own? Have you gotten any um, feedback on that process? Yeah, it's 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 a mix of um, be, folks being a little bit nosy to want to know the story and folks that just want to help me do help me grow to folks that you know we're working the underdog tip that they think you know hey I'm going against you know big you know this big corporation and it's just been a whole mix of a little bit of everything they my customers have been outstanding in 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 their support sharing with their friends they'll take postcards to their community they're bringing me stuff to advertise in their community newsletters my customers have been over backwards. My vendors have been over backwards. The everybody, everyone from the printer to the people that did the signage on our windows. Oh, nice. I love it. Yeah. You say, oh, shoot. Now I can't see you. Um, <laughs> I lost you there. I love it. Yeah. So, so everyone has been over backwards. And it's just simply they want to do business with somebody who's nice. And mm -hmm. that's what we, we strive for is that, you know, we all have those bad days. But you just got to be nice because everybody's dealing with something, especially in this crazy COVID political, crazy time that we're in. Everybody just wants to be treated okay. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's where we're... Be, people want to be with somebody that they feel like listens to them and hears them. And that's yeah. been really, really big. I think for me to really understand is it's not just about listening. It's about hearing what somebody says. Yeah. Absolutely. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, a.k.a. agency. 
Don't settle for less. Do more with MBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. And I think there's a lot of people, especially in the insurance space, who don't do that. They're just they're just transactional. They pop it in, pop it in, pop it in, pop it in, you know, and they're just you're just turning and burning that business. Right. Because it can be perceived as um, as transactional. You know, sometimes we have clients that approach us and feel like it's a transactional transaction and it's not, you know, and we want to be able to be there for our clients, you know, but at the same point, we, we don't want to feel transactional on our end either that when we give ourselves and we give of ourselves that then we're left really easily and so forth. But by building that relationship with our clients, they want to be able to make sure that they do business with us a lot more yeah. and they they want to get to know us. They friend us on Facebook and they find us and those types of things. And I, and I think that's great. I do. I do allow mine on my, on my Facebook, but I don't go search them out. Like if my clients find me, then I'm all good about that. But I don't, I've not gone and searched them out. Oh no. I plunder around. If I see one, I friend them and it's just worked out well. It's worked out well because when I made this transition, I had 3000 people that I was in front of. Some have weren't even clients of mine before who were like, Oh, well, yeah, let me, let me give you a try now that they never even were my clients before, Nice, but they're my friends on Facebook acquaintances on Facebook. Nice. Nice. I love that. I love that. So did you reach out to them specifically or did they just oh, yeah. see that you post and uh, they just magically came to you? Cause I think sometimes we think we put out a shingle and that everybody's going to come flocking to us, but how did you oh, no. do that? A little bit, a little bit of both, a little bit of both. And many times since I'm the agency principal, whatever I post on iron rock, I always share on my personal page. So that keeps the business always in the forefront. Right. Yeah. And where, right. where I was before I didn't, Although I was sales and all of that, it was very difficult to find the right spot where everybody was sharing in the leads that came in and it, and it wasn't, you know, weirdly competitive. You right. know? Interesting. So tell me a little bit about your decision to have your husband and your, and your daughter join you because that's um, coming from a family agency. How do you feel about building another family agency and does it, change how you are approaching them and how you're approaching working with family again? Yeah. My daughter, Tori, Tori's worked for me. She worked for me at my former agency all through high school and college, spring breaks, Christmas breaks, summer breaks, all of that. And she was, she's always an outstanding customer service rep. So when she graduated, she was kind of on the fence a little bit about what she wanted to do with her career. And she says, you know, mom, can I work at the agency for a little while till I figure out what I want to do? And I said, you know, of course. And it just worked into the fact that I needed a processor. So she was with me almost a year when I made the decision to leave. And she'd even said, she says, you know, mom, I love you, but I'm, I'm not going to continue to do this. I don't, I don't, I love you, but I don't want to be you because it's, it's not a good place. And I told her I understood what have you. So when I made the decision to open Iron Rock, she says, I'll go with you. I'll help you with your technology, help you set things up and all of that. But I'm still going to go corporate America. Well, we're a year later now. Now she has her license and she is selling and she's my head of personal lines and she's doing an outstanding job. I think, you know, I think we've turned the corner and, and 
broken the pattern that we know what not to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's communication. It's, it's keeping, keeping in the forefront of your mind, other folks feelings, because when you do work with family or close friends, you say things maybe you ought not to say that you wouldn't say to an employee or a coworker. Well, we're very mindful about how we speak to each other because I, I don't, I never want that relationship. I never want anything to come between myself and my husband or myself and my daughter. Right. Right. Well, and I think you mentioned something earlier that I, I did a long time ago, a long time ago, I didn't have a business relationship with, with my biological father, but, um, I had a, we had a contentious relationship about my mom and, um, and I remember going to him and saying, you know, I just really want to drop all this other stuff and I just want to be your daughter. I don't want to be this person that, you know, about all this other stuff. Can we just like not, not have this in our lives? And I just really want to be your daughter. And, um, and I remember, I remember him saying no, that that was not an option. And we didn't talk for 12 years. And um, that was really, really hard. And then whenever I, like, I, I think I approached him in the 12 years, probably two or three times. And I just said, hey, can we recircle? Can we build a relationship? But again, I want to be your daughter. I don't, I don't want to be this person for you. And he was like, no, that's really not going to work for me. And so I was like, well, okay, fine. So um, then we continued to not talk or whatever. And it was 12 years in that I think he finally just came back and said, you know, I really want you for my daughter. And I really, I really need to, to settle this in my life. Now, granted he's, he was 80 and we were kind of coming back around, you know, kind of thing. And, um, and we ended up kind of coming to a truce, if you will, about some things. And he knows that there are certain things we don't discuss. And like I said, it was not a business situation, but he knows. And I know that there are just, there's a no man's land that we don't go in, you know, and we have to respect that about each other. So, um, you know, but at the same point, I think that by you doing that, I think that's a huge honor by saying, I really want to be your daughter. And I know that for your daughter to, for you to come back and be able to say, Hey, you know, family comes first. You are important to me. This business is important to us and our finances, but that in the reality, you know, you're my daughter at the end of the day. And that's, what's really, really important. And I love that you're changing that in your agency and really making that difference for your daughter and you're passing it forward in such a positive way. And I think that's going to give her a really um, safe place, you know, for her to be able to grow. She has a she has a feeling that she has a safe place to grow, to to grow, and she knows that I trust her, and that's something that you know us kids never had with my mom that she always had to be there. My mom's eighty one, so she was still in the agency every day, still running everything, and still having her hands meddling in everything. And I think that's something that I've learned not to do with my children. Parenting children, parenting adult children is tough, especially when you work with them and they work for you, but you have to learn to trust them mm-hmm. and they're going to make mistakes. But so you made mistakes. I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. There's nothing we can't fix. And I think that's where the difference is going to be because I don't plan on doing this at 80. I'm planning on, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe a condo in Mexico, but, <laughs> but I, I've got to teach my daughter and make sure that she's able to run this without me mm-hmm. so that I can do that. So you do get that time at the end of your life. Right. Right. So what has the decision been like to bring your husband on? I mean, working together, I know you said you guys have worked together before, but this is a new endeavor and this is something you've done for a very long time. And it's mm-hmm. kind of your, um, your area of expertise, you know, it how is. is that sharing that space with him? 
it's unique because we do share an office. I've got a, a larger office, so we share it here. So he understands a good part of the insurance part of it, but where we're working through is the mechanics of all of it, how you're rating with the carriers, how you send the documents, when the documents come back. And he's very mechanical. So all of the different pieces that we put together sometimes are silly to him because there's so many little pieces and he's like, can't you just all put it in one? I'm like, no, you have to, you, you have to break it up into all these. It's great though. It's, you know, I've been spending so much time here. It's actually given us more time together that we're across the office from each other. And, and, and I couldn't ask for anything better. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be married to my best friend. That's awesome. I think that's great. So now that you're eight months in, you're you're not you're not quite a year yet, but you're from the decision point. You're at a year, um, and you've seen some of this really blossom and grow, and you've worked your butt off for the first year, and you're you're eight months in. Tell me what you are looking at for the next twelve months. What do you What are your goals? Just blowing, going, keeping on growing. I mean, what are you What are you looking at for the next twelve months? Um, we are looking at blowing and growing, and just blow it up. Um, when I left my former employer, I roughly had 3,200 customers. We're already at 550 eight months in. Yeah. I want to get to that 5,000 customer mark and us be able to take some time away, my mm -hmm. husband and I. And um, because nobody's getting any younger and life is short, um, I want to learn to work remotely. I want to be able to work from home a bit. Again, coming from a place where there was no technology, that just really wasn't an option. We hear... We have as much technology as we can have, and heck, I can do everything I do from home. We do, because it was our first year, we did feel the necessity to truly have a nice little office space for folks to come in. And a lot of my customers, that is their comfort zone. They want to stop in. They want to bring a check. They want to come in and sign applications. And honestly, I'm okay with that. I don't think I'll ever be the agency that is all virtual. I still have a good part of the, the, our population that wants to see your face. And not right. just on a Zoom call. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. No, I totally get that. And, um, you know, and I think having that, 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 physical presence is also just anchoring for your team too. I know it we is. have a physical presence. We, we kind of disbanded over COVID and we haven't been in our office for a little while, but we do the Zoom calls and things like that. But we try to get together every once in a while and um, in the office, but we just haven't done the way we want to. But we actually had the conversation last week. It's time that at yeah. least like Tuesday, Thursday, we'll be in the office or something like that. We've been, we've been pretty much home now for about a year. So I'll go on in and check mail and do things. And we work really, really well that way. I mean, we've done well, we've grown, we've, um, you know, we've, we've grown, you know, at, at the same pace that we did before. It hasn't been a problem. Um, it's just mainly the sense of we do feel a little bit more disconnected, but we also had worked together for multiple years beforehand. My agency's 18 years old. So we had worked together for a few years. We already had that relationship. We already text and send each other funny pictures and, you know, and, and we talk all day on, um, Skype and, and I mean, you know, we talk, we chat all day anyway, but we need, we need a little bit more of that face-to-face. -face. Yeah, so I think that I we're agree. definitely going to try to be able to start incorporating that a little bit more. I agree. I absolutely agree. It's been great for us. Like, like I said, we have a, we have a cool little place down by the beach and it's just, it's just been, it's just a great atmosphere. The folks come in out, a lot of our photos and our office are all the little of, of our town's history and our town's beginning. So we wanted to make everything all about from, from whence we came. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. I love that you've ingrained yourself so much in the local community. I think that's fabulous. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Lisa, if you have um, advice for anybody out there, any women out there in the insurance space, maybe getting out there, building their own agency, taking that leap, maybe from being in a, another agency to going out on their own, what advice would you give them at this point um, to be able to help them make an easier transaction or a transition? Be brave. You have to be brave because you know what? You turn things over to God and the doors fly open. Um, and as honest as I can be, not to go jump off on religion on you here, but my husband and I talked about me doing something like this for the last 10 years. And it was, it was the time. And when I truly believed in my heart that it was time, doors flew open mm. from finding the space that we were renting to finding the financial partner to carriers signing. We, we're in Florida. Carriers aren't signing new agents in Florida right. at all. Right. We're blessed. We have some of the best of the best carriers for everything from mobile homes to high value homes. You have to put one foot in front of the other and believe in yourself and just do it. You just have to just do it. Don't stay in an arena where you're not appreciated, where it's toxic, whether it be a simple work environment or a family work environment. You have to, you have to get out of your box and, and know that you can do it. You have to be brave. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, Lisa, if people want to reach out to you and connect with you specifically. How would you recommend that they do that? Um, they can connect with me on Facebook under Lisa Haft, H-A-S-T. They can email me, Lisa at ironrockins.com. And the office number is 813-213-9600. Perfect. All right, Lisa. Well, thank you so much for your time today, for being an inspiration to other women who are getting out there and building their insurance careers. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk thank to you. me today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everybody. This is the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Make sure you do subscribe every single Wednesday. We have a new Power Woman that we talk to. So do make sure you check us out on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you can go ahead and listen to podcasts. Make sure that you do uh, check us out. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you next week.